Hi guys, welcome back to Chance at the Podcast for another episode. We thought it'd be good to just give a current little life di- update. Um, I am obviously currently in Detroit and it's literally a blizzard outside. <laughs> no, like seriously, like since we've been talking, Brittany, like it, it has picked up. Like it's it's amazing to see from like, I'm still like a Southern girl at heart. So it's like so crazy to see just this much snow, like come out of the, come out of the sky. like rapidly mm-hmm. um when i woke up this morning it was sunny now it was like a full-on blizzard but anyway um yeah so we thought it'd be great to give a little life update um we okay so we we talked about like last season we talked a lot about reality tv and love island um and like how the couple that we wanted to win won caleb and justine and like we were telling you guys like that was our favorite couple and we were like saying the things that we liked about him. Like completely wiping him up. We were all about black love and stuff. But yeah. we our episode, the first episode of this season where we were talking about like, I was saying Niall always likes somebody before she knows their character. Like she was like, I love <laughs> Matt. I love Matt. He is my type. And I was like, just wait because we don't know what type of man he is. Well. I'm not like that in real life though about men I know in real life. So let's, yeah. but anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> I, I woke up and it was this last Saturday. This was last Saturday, right? We woke up and they had announced that they had broken up Caleb and Justine. And I found that to be kind of shocking just because like they seem to be so in sync with each other. And like, even since leaving obviously the TV show, like, they were they would like hang out with each other and still like support each other and like I would see like I thought they were just still dating I guess is what I'm trying to say and like he would like comment under her photos like I literally saw him comment under her photo like a week ago anyway they announced that they were like broken up and then since then like it's been this all of this like drama about what happened like basically he he like had a girlfriend the whole time he was on the show let's just like basically that was it and yeah or he was family and friends were in on he was like previously dating someone and she was fully aware he's going on the show. And I, they just like went on pause or something for him to go on the show. Yeah. Sketchy. It's sketchy. And so since then, all of these screenshots, pictures of them, pictures of them in the same bathroom, taking photos, them spending a trip together. Like they literally were in Arizona, like all of this, like complete, like evidence of like proving that he was cheating on Justine has come to the light within like a matter of four days. Mm -hmm. And so it just brings me to like, I just don't know. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I know this might sound super like, I don't know. I I guess it's just like this reality TV dating stuff is a scam and a fraud. That's how I'm feeling today. I just feel like this is a reminder to all that what you see is not reality. (laughs) Like even with people you know in real life, like you know what I'm saying? You see people's relationships online and you think, oh my God, like whatever. That stuff is not real life. And these people yes. really be putting on like a whole like facade of like oh how God. they really act, you know? Yeah, and then yeah, exactly. That's this is like one of and I'm no celebrity by any means, okay? But this is like one of the reasons why I have such anxiety. Like I just choose not to post when I'm in a relationship because it's just like even common people will be like oh, you haven't posted in a month. Like, are y'all still together? Together, yeah. In my past relationship, I used to, like, I used to get questions like that. He would get questions like that. And it was so weird. So now I'm just like, no, like, this is my page for me. My name's on it. So y'all gonna see me. 
Yeah, that's how I feel. That's how I feel. I probably will never post a boyfriend unless... We, like, living together. Yeah, we living together or, like, something crazy. Like, maybe, like, we went on a, like, crazy-ass vacation or something. A photo that everybody has to see. <laughs> yeah. Or else the next time y'all probably see me posting a boyfriend, I probably... It won't be a boyfriend. It'll probably be a fiancé. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. Um... <laughs> I mean, honestly, though, I think you could post, like, boyfriends and stuff on your story. I just feel like that, like, in-feed stuff, people do start to assume, like Brittany said. Like, I think the feed is dangerous, but I think the story is okay. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, anyway. it's so fascinating to us because it's just, like, you know, we really do get wrapped up in these people's lives. And you get invested in their stories and stuff because they, like, you know, they talk about their stories and you can relate to a lot of it, especially, yeah. like, there's well, like- I think one of the reasons matter and stuff and social justice issues that like us as black people could relate to and seeing them on a national, you know, also, you guys gotta understand, like we, we watch a lot of reality TV. Trust me, by no means are we this invested in anybody else. Like, like seriously, we really aren't. But I think this case was, they were the first black couple to win love Island. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So like it made it seem like, you know what I'm saying? I think we were a little bit more personally invested in it than like we would have been if it was somebody else. Like, We've watched Love Island before, and we I don't think we care this much about anybody else. But anyway, yeah. um, it's just shocking. And then also just, like, the way, like they just broken up and just, like, okay, whatever. They broke up and fine. But, like, just the way that he's just been, like, it's just come to be so much more messier than, like, we could have ever imagined mm-hmm. makes it ten times worse and ten times more, like, shocking. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Anyway, we <laughs> wanted to give a little update on Love Island. Um, second update is I, with the whole COVID and I just feel like we're probably not going to be working into the office until at least 2022. Um, now that I've got like my wits about me and I've been in my job for six months, um, I feel like this is a time where I want to seize on the opportunity of having so much time to like work from home and work anywhere. Like I really want to like start like seizing on the opportunity. So whether that's traveling more or like living in a different city for a month, um, taking more like little mini weekend trips. That's something like I really want to do now that I've got like, you know, my bearings about me. So I'm thinking about moving to a city, like doing a one month rental in a city that I've never been to or lived in before. Um, so I'm considering LA, Austin, um, what else did I say? Miami, and those are probably the three right now. But yeah, I'm definitely considering going in April and living a month and getting my own apartment and living there for a month and exploring and that sort of thing. Because I feel like we'll never be able to have this much time to just literally work from anywhere and do whatever we want to do um, in a sense and not have any like ties, you know. And I think it's perfect for me because right now I don't pay rent. So it's not like I have like a bunch of bills that I, you know, have to think about. Um, so it'd just be fairly easy for me to live in another city right now. So that's what I'm considering doing. Um, and if anyone is, if anyone's ever like thought about doing that, like, I feel like you should definitely take a chance on doing that because I think this is the perfect opportunity to do so. If you know, you can like, by no means, like, you know, especially like if I had rent or I already had an apartment, I definitely want to do this because I'm no way I'm going to be paying rent in two places, mm-hmm. but since I don't, I just feel like it's the perfect opportunity. So yeah, but I would love for like my friends to come. I at first I wanted my friends to come, like I wanted to get friends to do it with me. But everyone has just such crazy different schedules, and everyone just has so much other like life stuff going on. And that's another thing you have to adjust to in your twenties. It's like everyone has other a lot of other personal things 
you know, so it's really hard to like get time in and plan. So I think it'd be cool though if I had a friend come like stay with me for a week. Catherine has already said that she would come stay with me for like a week or two. So I think I'm going to do something like that. It would be a fine balance of like being alone and having friends come visit or even for like a weekend or something. So mm-hmm. I think it'd be a great opportunity to like explore, have some like, you know, be independent. I feel like it's super important in your 20s. And like you said, now is like the great, like the perfect time to try out a new place, especially if you can be, you know, by yourself you're not going out to the clubs or anything where you have to worry about like getting covid you really are just like a solo person exploring one of the main things i was looking for is a place that has like decent weather and like a lot of outdoor like activities i can do um because obviously like for example like everyone in america knows that like new york is my favorite city on earth and I would have probably done New York, but then New York is cold right now and it's not a lot of stuff to do. That It's not like an outdoorsy like place. You live there, so it's not really trying anything new. And I've lived there. and But I, I still wouldn't even care. Like I would still do New York for like a month or two, but it's just whatever. I just, I guess I'm trying to say like I chose a place where I feel like there's a lot of stuff to do outside because of COVID, you know? And as you, everyone knows, like Detroit is really cold. Like, we have a really like brutal winter. And so... I kind of really would like to go someplace warmer and see some sunshine. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'll keep you guys updated on that. But that's kind of like what my little life update is. My personal life update is. is um, and thinking about... Well, I'm, I'm, I am pr- I'm pretty much made up my mind. I'm going to live in another city for a month. I just haven't decided exactly which one. But yeah. So, as we like transition, we kind of like Brittany's kind of mentioned that is in grad school and so like we kind of wanted to expand about that and like kind of go into details about how she made that decision how she manages working and um you know what necessarily her graduate degree is in and how she plans to use that Mm -hmm. I decided to go back to school in fall of 2020 And I have started pursuing my master's degree in public administration. And I've never talked about it on the podcast because I really just wanted to go through the first semester without, um, you know, feeling like the pressure to provide people updates. Like once you're in school, people are like, how's school going? So I really just wanted to like get in the swing of things and just figure it all out before I kind of you know, has to broadcast it to the world. But yeah, so I'm in school. I'm in the business college at LSU, um, getting my MPA. And I am a full time student. But I'm also still working at my job full time. So I have a pretty full plate. Um, But yeah, I just wanted to share that and kind of answer any common questions that people may have about, you know, going back to school or things like that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think one question that a lot of people would have is like, you we you graduated LSU undergrad um, with a degree in public relations in like December of 2018. So now that it's you started school back in 2020, like two years later, what made you decide to, you know, go back to school and what were some of the um, factors you had to weigh in that decision? Yeah. So I never thought I would go back to school just because like who, like if you don't need to have the extra stress and like you can get a job and all of that, like why would you? But once I started working, it was like apparent to me that there was still so much I wanted to learn and a lot more I wanted to do. And though like, you know, I was happy with my job and like the position I was in, I still, it, it 
the steps to get to where I want to be still were not clear. So I literally spent a year, like in 2019 to 2020, I spent a year like kind of going back and forth, like, oh, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. No, I want to do it. Um, And then I wasn't even sure about what extra education I wanted to get because I'm already in public relations. Like I'm actively working in my career, like in my um, concentration from undergrad. And that was like, you know, my dream, my passion. I wasn't necessarily sure what I needed to do. So I, I spent a lot of time like researching, talking to people who had the type of roles that I want to be in and seeing like what kind of degrees they've got, what experience they have. And basically spending all that time kind of led me to the decision that like public administration is the education I need to get to the place I want to be. So like when you talk about the place you want to be, like what type of roles does a MPA, like a MPA provide or like, you know what I'm saying? Because like some people don't really necessarily know what that really, like how broad of a spectrum that you can take that degree in. Yeah. So um, in the MPA program falls underneath the business college because it's not that different from a business administration degree, an MBA except for except for the fact that it's more concentrated towards government and nonprofit and less so just business and i've always been like people focused you know i want to make society more equitable for all people like the things i am pa- passionate about and i care about and then i've always wanted to get into like a public affairs type of role and so, like, I kind of lay, laying the groundwork doing public, ad, like, public relations and communications right now, but there are still several things you need to be able to do. Like, you need to understand policy, and you need to be able to communicate with lawmakers, and you need to know organizational structure and the things that, you know, you need to have a background in. I am not going to get working at my agency, and even if I was to start applying for other jobs, there's still like a degree of knowledge that I would have a severe gap in. So that is kind of what led me to this. Um, I hope that kind of answered the question. I'm trying to think. It's very confusing. So a lot of people are in the program. They're either trying to work for a nonprofit or they're trying to work for government or they're also pursuing like a law degree. So there's like so many different jobs you can have. You can even go into like the private sector because you learn, like, I had a human resources class last semester and, like, an accounting class and economics. But I'm also learning about, like, crisis management and microeconomics. Like, I'm learning about pretty much everything you learn in an MBA program, but it's more people-focused and more government-focused. So I think, like, from this experience, like, I'll be able to have, like, a way more well-rounded resume, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. I think too, like when you were making the decision to go, like you really have to weigh a lot of factors. Like, so with you still having a full-time job and Mm -hmm. living in New Orleans and stuff. So how did you kind of decide on, like, I guess I'm trying to say like those factors, just those two alone factors kind of limited, like kind of where you could have possibly went to school. So like, how did you choose LSU and like, yeah. So there are several MPA programs here in New Orleans, and I definitely considered them and even started to apply. But the people who I began talking to when I saw the type of careers they were in, and I was like, you know, I would love to be in your shoes. Um, a, A handful of them went to LSU. 
And I've been to LSU. I was comfortable with LSU. But of course, you know, if it wasn't for COVID, I would have to be, I would be commuting, right, to Baton Rouge mm-hmm. every day for class. So it was several factors for me to consider. Um, but I got into LSU fairly quickly after applying. And then I received a scholarship. <laughs> so the scholarship was basically a full tuition scholarship. And that was basically like a done deal for me. Like if I don't have to pay for, you know, mm-hmm. receive higher education, I'm not going to miss on that opportunity, even if that re- would require me to drive, you know, an hour and a half every day. Like it's worth it because so many people have student loans and I was blessed to not have any from undergrad. And so if I could be in the same position I am now where I'm not paying any, you know, student loan debt or anything like that, then mm-hmm. like, I'm taking it. <laughs> so that inevitably inevitably is what drove me to LSU. But I really was considering like, am I going to have to like leave my job if this is too much? Cause I'm doing full-time, right? Full-time school and full-time work. Um, yeah. Like these are all decisions I had to weigh and I, I'm honestly so like I'm in a good spot because we're in quarantine right now and LSU's mm-hmm. virtual. I don't know in the future what will happen and how my commute will be with work and everything, but I'm just taking it every day as it goes. And I made the decision to not quit my job and not take less hours just to try my best and see how it goes. And last semester I did it. <laughs> I did it. And I managed to still get, de- get decent grades. Like you have to maintain at least a 3.0 to keep my scholarship and to stay in the program. So as long as I'm, you know, doing that, doing yeah. that, or, you know, even above that, then I'm okay. So yeah, it, it was a tough decision. And I think I'm. this is very different for many people. A lot of people probably, you know, do not get those scholarship opportunities. So if that wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, my case, you know, I probably would have spent a lot more time like really thinking about the schools more local to me. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think another aspect that I kind of want to touch on is like, chance that we're all about like taking risk and taking a chance in your 20s. And with that being said, like, I think a lot of, you know, we all have different like me and Brittany both have friends that pursued higher education are pursuing it right now. So like, you know, we have friends in law school, we have friends in grad school. And so just like, I feel like some of the things that people get caught up in in the decision to go back is like the opinion of others and like how other people might perceive it. You know what I'm saying? And like, oh, like, why is she doing that right now? And just like all of the like, kind of like questions people might have in your decision to go back to school. And so like, I think one of the things that has been important for Brittany's journey is like, I feel like she like, just like went for it. You know what I'm saying? And like, I don't, and I think that's like part of like, just kind of our overall like motto of like taking a chance. Yeah, no, completely. Like, I spent a whole year thinking about it. I still have like the GRE textbook below, like in my room, right? And I didn't, like I cracked it open maybe a handful of times and I really just seized the moment because, you know, GRE tests were getting waived. You know, I knew I wasn't going to have to commute somewhere and that I was going to be able to do classes online, which would be a lot easier right now. Like I really weighed everything that was going on and I was like, right now is the perfect opportunity for me to seize the day. I won't be missing out on going out on the weekends because nobody's going out on the weekends. Like, you know, there's literally nothing else for me to do right now than, you know, in my free time than for me to do this. 
Whereas like 10, you know, five years later, three years later, you know, I might be living somewhere else. I might be engaged. I might be having kids. Like, who knows? Like, honestly, who the hell knows? I have no clue what the future holds. But I was like, right now I have nothing. (laughs) So there's nothing stopping me. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think it's really dope that you're managing all of these activities. I mean, it's definitely hard work. So hard work pays off, guys. Um, And I mean, I think like this overall like message, which is I just think you should like go for the things you want. You know what I'm saying? And like, I'm one of those people where if, if you, if it's something that you're constantly thinking about, you know what I'm saying? Like it just never leaves your mind. And I feel like you were constantly thinking about it for a whole year. Then that's like a, like a sign that you probably should explore it and try to, you know, do that. Like, even if it's as simple as like, you know, wanting to get a workout routine or eat healthier. And that's like something you're always thinking about and things are just coming up like little, just like, like God's dropping little hints toward like, towards like whatever you've been thinking about. Like, I just feel like that's a sign to like do it. Um, and so I think also too, it's like patience is a virtue. Like, you know, I feel like you were like patient in the process and like, didn't jump for it like too soon or like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you really made a sound like whole decision. It wasn't something that like, you just woke up and then by the end of the week, you're like, I'm, I'm taking the GRE or applying to school. Mm-hmm. So just like, you know, you had like a little bit of like, definitely like time to really think out how you wanted to approach that like goal of yours and really identifying that is a goal of yours. You know what I'm yeah. saying? No, I love that you said that because I think a lot of people do, see, you know, higher education as something they need to do, you know, to get paid more or like, I feel like the reasons a lot of people go are for the wrong reasons. And it it is tough. It's demanding. And if you, if you're not going to be happy with it, like if you maybe, you know, maybe I'll get this degree and, you know, only get paid like $5,000 more, like who knows. But for me, it has to be about how fulfilling it will be for me. And what I'll get out of it like intrinsically, then like it would not be worth it. Like the stress and the time. So for anyone who's considering higher education, really weigh the reasons why and you want to do it. Yeah. Cause like the money, the time is not worth it just to do it. And I don't have a thesis. Right. So a lot of people also have a thesis. Like you have work on top of work involved in this. So like now that I'm in it, if, I'm always questioning, like, is this really what I want to do? Like, is this really right for me? And like, I always have to like ground myself in the reason why I'm doing it. And like, I'm constantly reminded every day of why. And I feel like, you know, if you don't really know why, um, and it's not grounded in the fact that you just want more knowledge and more experience in the possible career opportunities you could have, then just, I, I don't, I would suggest maybe trying something like, like Niall did, um, the Cornell program, right. And you got extra, um, knowledge and education through doing that for diversity and inclusion instead of jumping ship into a whole degree. (laughs) Right. Yeah. You know, that's a really good point because, um, I did do when I, Brittany knows like before I was, I had like, it was weird, the timing of everything because I didn't have a job and I was like, is, should I, I knew that I wanted to work in diversity inclusion and there are programs out there. Um, Cornell, like not Cornell, um, what's the school in Philly? Anyway, I think it's UPenn, I want to say. UPenn has a degree where you can get like a diversity inclusion, like program management degree or something. Right. And that would have been two years. And I was 
I literally, they waived the GRE and I was highly considering doing that. You remember that? And I was going to have yeah. to like, move. I was going to have to move to Philly because I was like, at that point, I didn't have a job. I was like, why not? Why? Let me just go back to school. You know what I'm saying? Which is the wrong reason. Like, I guess I'm just trying to say like that reason for me not having a job shouldn't have been the sole reason why I want to go to get a master's, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And so I found like a middle ground to like where I felt like I could achieve more knowledge and like achieve more knowledge and be able to like do it in a way I thought was best for me. And so, like, yeah, like, if you are looking to, like, maybe get a little bit more knowledge in a in an area, but you don't want to go to school, like, I would highly suggest looking at, like, certificate programs. And it's a lot of, like, online courses right now that they're hot, af- like, they're offering for, like, a cheaper price as well because of, like, COVID and everything going on. And I think it's a really good way to, like, kind of just Mm-hmm. get some more knowledge if you're not ready or you can you do that first and then be like you know what I really like this now I want to commit to a master's program you know what I'm saying like it's a lot of ways you can use that sort of like six-week program to learn a little bit more so yeah that's a really good point because I feel like sometimes like me and Brittany talk all the time like I see people and I actually know some people in real life where like they're just literally just like I solely just want to make more money. So I'm going to go go to a master's program. And I just think that's like a horrible way to like think about things. Like if you aren't like really passionate about what you're going back to school for, like Brittany said, like the time and the stress just won't be like, you know what I'm saying? Like you're just going to be yeah. pissed off the whole like two years that you're like trying to get your degree and stressed out. Mm-hmm. And like, so I definitely think like finding that passion and having like a passion for it is something that you know you should look at before you consider jumping the gun. Uh, and I also think too, like I think our culture, like you know, we hear people all the time saying, like, "Oh my God!" Like the way that education is moving, people feel like they need to get a grad degree to make more money. Like that's a very um, popular like statement that's out there. Like even before we even went to undergrad, I remember like people were saying, you know, mm-hmm. saying that. And so like I think that gets in people's heads and. I'm one of these people where, like, I solely believe that, like, if you're trying to, like, climb up the corporate ladder and all those sort of things, like, I feel like you should just, like, don't think that education is the sole way that you're going to be able to, like, get to that goal. Yeah. You know? Because I think a lot of it is, like, networking. Well, I think 100% of it is networking, actually. And um, I think people, like, co-work in corporate America like they're like, oh shoot, this isn't what I want. I'm not getting paid what I think I deserve. Da da da. And then they go down this whole like path of like trying to figure out how they can make that extra money or you know climb up faster. Mm-hmm. And I want to point out that I think Brittany's in a very blessed position because a lot of people go in extreme debt going back to school. Like you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like people are really in have great like educational debt so it was even like i'm highlighting this because i feel like it was even a better decision for Brittany to make was because she did get a full ride you know what i'm saying yeah you know no for sure and i like what you said about networking is the way you can make more money because i feel like if you do not feel like you're getting paid what you're worth i feel like there's always another avenue to go one make sure you're doing excellent at your job and you can back up the reason why you deserve to get paid more to hone in on your skills that could possibly become like a side hustle or you could advertise yourself to maybe like another employer that will pay you more you know especially if you're already passionate in it and you're enjoy you enjoy it if it's just the pay like there are other ways that you could you know 
put yourself in a better position and understand right now we're in a pandemic. So nobody's really getting paid more. You know what I mean? Like, don't look, don't look at the season you're in, like, look at, you know, from like the entire viewpoint of the situation. I feel like you can't get frustrated right now that, you know, you want like an extra 10 K or whatever, because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people out there who don't have jobs. So we have to be, you know, conscious and grateful what we do have. And, if you're just not happy with your employer, then I think that's a whole nother situation. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I agree. it's just a lot to like look at before. And that's why I just really want to, I don't want people to hear me and say like, oh my gosh, she's doing this and she's doing like work and school and whatever. And like, it's easy. It's not. So that's a great point. We talked about this a couple, like around the new year, how like you should be focusing more on the impact of the work you're doing than, um, salary all this other stuff because i feel like the impact at the end of the day speaks like speaks way like higher volumes than just saying okay like you know i i got paid this and i was working here but i like what results did you create you know what i'm saying especially if you're trying to look for moving you know you're unhappy with your employer you should really think about okay what impact have i made so when i start to apply for other jobs i can speak to that you know what i'm saying go like lead with that and i think everything else will follow um and I'm kind of one of these people that, where I feel like if I feel like a lot of people like this is like and this is probably like another great episode that we can talk about really is like pay like everybody I feel like everybody in corporate America feels like they deserve to get paid more at any level like you could be like a executive and they probably believe that they should get paid more and like I just feel like that's just a reoccurring topic and like I'm to the point where like I'm satisfied with what I'm making, but I do obviously who doesn't want to make more money. Like, I think that's just an obvious topic, but I'm to the point where I'm like, okay, if I really, you know, if I say I want my salary to be 80,000 a year and I'm only making 70 or something like that. Like, how can I expand the services, like things I know how to do and maybe possibly make 10,000 extra dollars on the side that year? Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I, like, I kind of think like that. Like, what are other ways? Like, you can't just think you're going to have one stream of income and, like, p- get to your finance goal. So, like, I start to think about other ways that I could possibly, like, make up that gap. And I think some of those things, like, getting certificates and getting, like, you know, looking for part-time jobs or offering your little, like, kind of boutique services to somebody else. You just never know what can happen. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, use the skill that you work, your employer, use that skill to create other streams of revenue for yourself so yeah anyway that'd be a really good topic because i think people just like everyone's like i hear every like seriously everybody complains about how much money they're getting made like i don't know and maybe because we're like in our 20s i don't know yeah no for sure like i wonder in 10 years will we probably like will we know as many people complaining about how much they're making like i don't know if that will be the case but i think that the, the like that is such a big case. For I think employers. it's just very easy for employers to pay you so little when you're entry level because they're like, you know, you're entry you level. Have a job. Like, happy you have a job. Like, where yeah. else are you going to go? And I think that's the reason why. And just because you're entry level doesn't mean you should be getting paid scraps. Right. Like, and let's let me put a, a, a disclaimer out there. If you feel like you are getting harassed at the workplace, um, is horrible for your mental health all of these things, people are treating you disrespectfully. It's just not working out for you. I think you should consider trying to find another job. Like, I don't think that you should stay in a job solely for money. And I don't think you should just, you know, go to a job solely for like a higher pay. You don't know what that work-life culture could be. Because I do know some people that are getting paid, but they're in horrible, getting paid more, but they're in horrible, like 
work-life situations, yeah. you know, work-life balance situations. They get treated crappy. So, you know, just never know. But anyway. Yeah. So I kind of want to like leave this whole topic off with like how I manage because I know a lot of people are like, okay, so you're in grad school. I understand how you made the decision. Like, how are you managing it? So I guess I want to preface it by saying like I basically plan out my weeks. So I have a planner. I put all my like my entire semester in there. So when I have an exam, when I have a project or a presentation, I put it in there. And then I put the due date a week in advance of when it's actually due so that I'm giving myself ample time to do it and then re-edit it. Um, I do all of my work basically on the weekends because I have work from um, like eight or nine to five and then class from six to nine Mm -hmm. at night. And I have three classes. So that's basically Monday through Wednesday. And then I have Thursday, Friday. So Thursday, Friday evening is when I will kind of get a head start on schoolwork or I'll do other tasks that I need to do in my personal life. Like maybe I need to edit the podcast, right? Or maybe like, you know, I just want to get my nails done, like simple shit. Um, right. And then the weekend is really when I like get down into the books and stuff. And I will mm-hmm. say like, I never feel like I have enough time. Like I always feel like I could spend more time doing schoolwork, but yeah. it's just the fact of the matter, I work full time and I still want to leave myself time to work out, time mm-hmm. to spend with my family. You know, I have, I'm in a long distance like relationship. So time just talk to my partner. So it really is difficult, but I do what I can. And I just make sure I stay on top of like due dates and um, try to put my all into when I am doing, you know, preparing for a midterm or I am working on an assignment, I put my all into it so that, you know, the end result is like I come out with an A. Um, Could it be like an A plus? Probably, but it's just a fact of the matter that I work. So other things that I do is I do prioritize self-care. So we talked about in the last episode, um, I do work out. Um, on a weekly basis, I try yeah. at least five days a week. It doesn't have to be Monday through Friday, but that keeps me mentally stable. It keeps me from just sitting down all day working and reading. I'm literally mm-hmm. on my ass all day. So it makes me get up and do something positive. I actually, this is probably unpopular, but I don't drink a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because like I know out people you know you'll either smoke or you drink for me that will make me sleepy or it just like derails me from any type of like opportunity I could to like pick up a book or whatever so I only drink when I'm like really stressed I don't have anything that I absolutely have to do and then I'll have like you know a glass of wine but like I'm just being honest like you do have to put these little things aside if you do want to get the work done um, yeah, meanwhile, I need a I need a glass of wine almost every day. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> I do still go and hang out with, you know, I mean, it's COVID, so I don't really go out that much. But like, if I do have friends who are like, you know, do you want to go out to eat? Um, I will make time for that because it's good for me to socialize when I'm literally like, you know, locked up pretty much all the time. So I do try and set aside some time aside for that. But for the most part, my weekends are, you know, I'm very much a homebody. So I'm in the mm-hmm. house doing what I need to do for work and school. Um, so just keeping organized, maintaining like my my mental health. And then my support system is awesome. Like I never have anybody that's like, 
oh, you don't give me, like, you don't give any time towards me or, like... Oh, my God. That's be so annoying. Everybody oh my God. Leader. Um, So, I have so many people. Like, even when, like, last semester was my first semester. And I was, like, literally struggling so hard, especially in the beginning with the adjustment to doing this. Um, I had so many people around me, like, you can do it. Like, just get through this hurdle. Like, you're, you'll be fine. And having that was, like so helpful for me because I couldn't see it. I was like, there's no way I can do this. And having other people like push me and nudge me and like check on me was so helpful. So like, you know, be open. The support system is definitely important. Be open to receiving love and kindness from people around you. And I think that's even more reason to only keep people around you who care about what you do and, you know, actually check on you. So... (laughs) With that, I've actually, I feel like I've weeded out quite a few people who were just like filler friends. Like, you know, you only like go out with them and stuff. Like, I feel like I only have people in my corner now who genuinely are invested in me. And that has really helped me. So it's not like a straightforward answer, but it's just a little bit of all of those things is like how I keep my head above water. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. That's some, those are some good like um, tips. And I love how you said that you still do stuff like for yourself and like, you know, because you always have to have to put yourself first you know what I'm saying so even like carving out that time to like still maybe go to dinner and you know um work out I definitely think it's like so important even if it's a shorter amount of time like you know what I'm saying maybe previously you were able to like go out Friday night and Saturday night now you might can only go out Friday night for like a lesser amount of time you know because you know you have other things to do so just like trying to find that balancing act of it and I don't believe that like I don't like I think some people think that you have to sacrifice one thing to get another and I definitely think you can have a healthy balance of like a lot of different things Mm -hmm. you know it's just all about time management and like how you prioritize like your um life and your time is like what you I think that's something you do really well so far yeah um so yeah I mean I do like I think we encourage like I think the main like message behind this episode is like we encourage people to like take a chance on like I feel like okay we look at it as like okay she like Brittany you know went back to school but I think the overall message is like take a chance on your goals like you know what I'm saying like Mm -hmm. take a chance on something that you really like believe in and you see yourself doing so like we hope you guys learned a little bit about Brittany's life (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking. So, yeah, I hope you guys like I hope this provides clarity to anyone who is feeling like they're in a rut right now and they're like, maybe I should go back to school or you know, maybe I should take this huge leap. I hope this provides clarity in how you can make that decision, how you can manage it. Um, you know, and if you do have any questions about the process, like feel free to reach out to me. Um, but yeah, like like Niall said, take a chance on yourself, your goals. Um And always, like, be future forward about, you know, the decisions that you make. So we'll be back next week, guys. Uh, We love you. Please follow us on Instagram at Chance It Podcast. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And we will be back with a new episode. Bye, guys. Bye.